talking about the issues that matter to Montana. Statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. I'm now fully confident uh, that this account, it's got to be a parody account. It has to be a parody account. If you uh, if you follow the Montana politics hashtag on Twitter, <laughs> there's uh, the Young Progressive Federation. I think it's some uh, some liberal kids in, in Bozeman that have this account. I, uh, maybe it's a real account, but I, I really think it's got to be a parody account now. So they sent out a tweet over the weekend, Greg Gianforte in... And Austin Knutson, uh, Greg Gianforte, for those of you who are driving through Montana right now, that's our, our governor of the free state of Montana. Austin Knutson is uh, is the uh, the best attorney general in the country. He's our attorney general. Uh, I joke that he is the Ron DeSantis of attorneys general. But then again, somebody else put it well. They said, no, Ron DeSantis is the Austin Knutson of, of Republican governors. But anyway, the Young Progressive Federation via Twitter said, Greg Gianforte and Austin Knutson are fascists. They're fascists. Uh, wait a minute. Were they the ones shutting down your churches? Were they were the one yelling at you to wear masks over your face? Were they the ones shutting down your kid's school? Were they the one canceling your college sports team uh, game? Uh, whether you were a Bobcat or a Grizzly, right? Oh, but they're the fascists because they want to stand up to the Mexican drug cartels and the fentanyl and the meth that's wreaking havoc across the state. In fact, on that front, Governor Greg Gianforte, a couple of days ago, uh, shared via Twitter uh, the numbers uh, from Attorney General Austin Knutson. Fentanyl seizures are up nearly 11,000% in Montana since 2019. And Governor Gianforte says this crisis is a direct consequence of our nation's insecure southern border. Uh, well, now our northern border, Montana's northern border with Canada, is also getting some much-needed attention. From Republican members of Congress, at least, over the weekend, Fox News reporting that Montana Congressman Ryan Zinke and Congressman Mike Kelly out of Pennsylvania are launching a northern border security caucus along with 26 other lawmakers. Earlier this month, you might have heard it right here on this show, CBS News reported that illegal border crossings in, sec- in, in one sector alone uh, along the, uh, the northern border are up 700 percent. So uh, check out that story on our Montana Talks website. Uh, all right. We got uh, uh, back to business coming up here right after the break. Uh, we'll get your, your Montana business news in and much more. Uh, you know, we talk about uh, the fight that's taken place to secure our southern border. Uh, the fight that's taken place to try to secure our northern border. What that means is we've now got advocates in Congress who are standing up for Montana. Well, what if you need an advocate? What if what if you've got a, a legal battle underway or that might be underway? Whether it's a medical malpractice case, uh, whether you know somebody wrecked into your car. I'll tell you what. If you need an advocate, if you need a Montana-based lawyer to fight for you. With honest representation, they'll do free consultations. Tell you what, get a hold of Wendy and her team at the Montana Advocates. MontanaAdvocates.com. MontanaAdvocates.com. Uh, if you're looking for some uh, some legal help. Here is your Montana news. An inmate who escaped the Montana State Prison on Friday afternoon had been apprehended late that night. Q2 reports that Brian John Jones took a light blue F-250 used at the Work Reentry Center Ranch and it was spotted on the interstate. 
Jones was caught shortly before midnight north of Butte. The state DOC director praised the coordination among three county sheriff's offices, the Montana Highway Patrol, and Two Bear Air Rescue for the prompt capture of Jones. An avalanche killed a snowmobiler on the Wyoming Range. Color 8 reports that the rider was side-hilling up the Poker Flats area when they triggered the avalanche. It carried the rider and vehicle down a slope and into a stream where the person was pinned face down in the water under the snowmobile and over six feet of snow. That's the Montana News Minute. I'm Travis Lee. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. For today, a lingering chance for some light snow ending early in the day for Billings. Otherwise, Bozeman looking to stay dry, and we'll see gradually clearing skies as we head into the afternoon time frame. High temperatures staying confined to the lower 30s for Bozeman by this afternoon, but working up into the upper 30s for Billings. Then for tonight, we'll have partly to mostly cloudy skies. A slight chance for some light snow showers late in the night for Bozeman, but Billings looking to stay dry. Overnight lows dropping back into the middle to upper teens. Tuesday, do have a chance for some light snow activity there. Any snow accumulations looking to stay less than a half inch though. High temperatures in the lower 30s for Bozeman, but could approach that 40 degree mark for Billings. And then into the day on Wednesday, another slight chance for some light snow shower activity. High temperatures in the upper 20s to lower 30s. And that's a look at your real weather on Montana Talks. I'm weatherology meteorologist Michael Caro. It's not too early to talk to your child about drinking. For tips on what to say, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, I, I almost should break out the uh, the air raid sirens uh, once again for this one. Americans are looking for homes outside of woke, high crime, high tax cities. I think what are they saying here? This is in Stephen Moore's Unleashed Prosperity Hotline this morning. More than twenty percent of home buyers living in New York, L.A., and San Francisco, are searching for homes in a more congenial area. Uh, and then he's got another headline, is Portland becoming the Detroit of the West Coast? Well, we'll talk about uh, that and some Montana-specific population numbers here in just a second. But first, uh, Evelyn Pyburn with the Big Sky Business Journal. Great to have you on the show, as always, every Monday. Uh, you've got some numbers looking uh, specifically at Montana's economy. Uh, let's start there. Okay, uh, yes, Montana's economy, well, I think we all feel it and, and can see that it's booming and doing great, but Montana's economy grew from $49.6 billion in the second quarter of 2022 to $49.8 billion in the third quarter. The, that's a 1.5% annualized expansion rate. And uh, it was the smallest of the 47 states to report economic growth. Um, and uh, over the same period of time, our unemployment climbed from 2.6% to 2.9%. So, uh, you know, Montana is still booming along. And, uh, you know, really when you think about it, $50 billion, that's a that, that's a lot of money coming. You know, we're producing 
in, in that, oh, that that's just amazing yeah, yeah it'd be so interesting anyhow, to, to look to compare that to like the gdp size of of some countries elsewhere across the world you know if we look at uh, just just from montana alone and we're not one of the bigger states population wise we're still just over uh, the one million population mark and yeah and with all the the construction work that is still taking place uh, I think that shows an, an optimism in Montana's economy. Even if there's a pessimism in the national economy, there is still optimism here locally. Yes, um, and, and uh, you know, I, I would really think it would be interesting to see what we are producing on a per capita basis. Um, you know, I, I just really think Montanans are hardworking, hard-producing people, so it would be interesting. Well, this is where the wealth literally uh, comes from the ground, uh, from the ground up. I mean, whether it's the mining industry, which we could be doing a heck of a lot more of, agriculture, the wealth has to start somewhere. It starts in the ground. And I, I remember former Senator Conrad Burns would always make that great point. He said, you know, you go to the Kansas cities and you go to the Chicago's, and the reason they became the, the big cities they became is because it started with agriculture and it started uh, with, with, with the dirt. It, and stuff that comes out of the ground, that wealth has to start somewhere. It has to come from, from somewhere. And then there's a whole bunch of other people that, uh, that figure out ways to make more money off of it, but it has to start somewhere. Uh, last week, you had, a, uh, you had some interesting uh, population uh, numbers that you came across. After, after you joined us on the show last week, you said, hey, I came across some interesting population numbers. Uh, Missoula County is expected to add 16,500 residents by the year 2035 for a total population of about 138,000. Gallatin County is predicted to add 42,000 in that same time. Apparently this is according to a new county population forecasting tool that was developed by Montana officials and college math students. So that would put Montana at a population of 1.2 million by 2035. Uh, anyway, those are some interesting numbers. Yes, and they're certainly better than the report about California that lost over the past two years 700,000 in population, according to the U.S. Census data. So, you know, we're, we're headed, well, you know, we, we are headed in the right direction. I mean, we, we, we hear the talk about newcomers to the state, but I have to agree that we probably need these people to fill all the jobs and, and they bring money with them and spending and, and again, it boosts the growth of our state and it's why we feel like we're booming out there. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, so apparently, yeah, you mentioned California lost 700,000 people in the last two years. Uh, I mean, that's almost the entire Montana population. That's like uh, three quarters of the Montana population that California lost. Texas and Florida, meanwhile, added in, added around 884,000 and 707,000 people in the meantime. This goes back to the point that I had. We were talking about this, uh, you know, this question of a, a national divorce last week. And I made the point, people are already voting with their feet. They are fleeing to the free states of America. They are fleeing to the Texas, uh, Floridas of the country. They are fleeing to the Montanas. Now, we, I think Montanans would rather most of them flee elsewhere, but but but, but we've had some really good folks that have, that have moved, that have... I, I, know, I know a family in Billings that fled Portland, Oregon, and why wouldn't you? Uh, you know, oh, yeah. what they're doing to their kids in the schools over there is what some of the liberals are wanting to do with our schools here in Montana. Yeah, it's it's, um, it's understandable. Um, another report I saw 
compared the, the tax rates of the states that people were leaving to the states where they're going, and and it concluded that taxes and uh, and the, the the tax revenues that the the tax bills they have to pay is is the reason that they're they're moving or choosing the states they go to, and um, are glad to leave the states they leave. So, uh, I I have to say it's an amazing thing because for a long long time Montana was not looked upon as a good tax state. Yeah. I think things have changed a lot and and we're much better now, but we still have ways to go. Still got work to um, do. That's right. All right, hold that thought. More with Evelyn Pyburn from the Big Sky Business Journal right after this. And if I forget, remind me, we need to talk about this uh, story. Is Portland becoming the Detroit of the West Coast? This is where Montana talks ag with Lane Nordland. This week, I'm out in Washington, D.C., joining Montana seed potato producers along with other potato growers from across the nation for the National Potato Council's Washington Summit. Cam Corals is CEO of the National Potato Council. We've got a, a number of different priority issues that we're going to be dealing with, Lane. Uh, trade is always top of mind. So, you know, as an export-dependent commodity, incredibly important but we've got some other things that that are uh, that are hot on the agenda for this coming year. You've got a farm bill that's being written right now. You've got nutrition policy. We've got some major, major challenges on the nutrition front. I think all of the organizations that support the potato industry are focused squarely on things like the dietary guidelines. You've also got all of the areas we're challenged in terms of government regulation. You've got a new WOTUS bill that's out there. You've got environmental policies that impact the availability of key uh, pesticides to be um, deployed on farms or prohibited from being deployed on farms. We want to look at all of those kinds of things. The National Potato Council is also keeping an eye on the fiscal year 2024 spending bill, which they want to see language included to help fund potato research and nutrition programs out across the nation. I'm Lane Nordland, reporting from Washington, D.C. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Uh, hey, uh, earlier this morning I was uh, telling you if you, if you were uh, awake towards the end of the uh, 6 o'clock hour, I was telling you about all of the prizes that you have a chance to win even before the Home Improvement Show. Uh, gift cards, uh, dryer vent cleaning, so much more. Anyway, if you want to be registered to win those gift prizes, send us a message on our Montana Talks app right now and uh, we'll put your name in the drawing all right and we'll try to do some more regular reminders of that uh, for our listeners as well here all right back to it here with evelyn pyburn from the big sky business journal uh, yeah evelyn we were talking about uh you know how the, the, apparently some college math students and uh and and others had i think it was uh, montana what was it department of commerce let me look here uh had done yeah department of commerce and carroll college kind of they crunched the numbers they put a population forecast tool together and predicting you know big uh, growth in population in Missoula County and in Gallatin County and then eventually expecting Montana's population to increase to 1.2 million by 2035 uh, I thought this was interesting and, and related to, to all of this is Portland becoming the Detroit of the West Coast according to KGW TV in Portland every 42 minutes there is a report of vandalism in Portland 
Uh, and, uh, and, and apparently, uh, what, where was this here? Oh, yeah. Census Bureau data confirms that Portland, Oregon has now lost population three years in a row. Uh, they've absolutely just destroyed Portland, haven't they? Yeah, and, and it, well, it seems to be kind of a West Coast phenomenon. You know, Seattle isn't very popular anymore either. Yeah. And, and I wonder if they realize that besides losing population, I'm positive they're losing a great deal of uh, outside visitors, tourism, because I encounter people all the time who talk about, they, you know, they have family out there or something, and they often go out there and they've changed their vacation plans to go someplace else because they don't want to to encounter all the... The, the stuff you have to see and, and wade through, apparently, in Portland or Seattle and um, yeah. well, in San Francisco. You know, it's... it's um the human the feces, the, the homeless encampments. Uh, I we had a layover when we were coming back from. Uh, I think we were coming back from uh, from the uh, national finals rodeo cowboy Christmas down in Vegas and had a layover in Seattle. We thought, ah, let's just go down to Pike's Market, and the people were just nasty and and hateful. By and not all of them, but but just by and large, you could just see this nasty look on everybody's face. There was a restaurant in Pike's Market that that had that basically says, if you're not vaccinated, you can't come in. In here, why why would anybody want to go spend a dollar with? It? And yet they'll call us the fascists, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a uh, it's amazing how quickly you can turn a community around uh, by really bad decisions. And um, I, you know, it, it's baffling to me how how they get such a foothold and and it doesn't change people. I mean, you know that lots of people who live there don't like what's happening either, but they don't. They seem to lose control over their own cities, and um, I, you know, it's just a baffling thing as far as I'm concerned. Because I'm sure ninety ninety percent, you know, people they don't like that happening on their streets, and 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 who wants uh, strangers wandering around through your neighborhoods and stuff? I, you know, it's just a. Um, yeah, it, it just shows how when, when you get these big government types uh, move in uh, and how they will quickly destroy everything. They, they have this vision of a socialist utopia, and we see the, the mess that it turns into uh, on full display in San Francisco, Portland, L.A., and elsewhere. What are some other uh, business uh, tidbits that you've got this morning? I see a lot of great headlines in the uh, Big Sky Business Journal hot sheet. Uh, I see the uh, Billings tied into this crime front. The Billings Police Department is asking for the public's help. It's their project eyes on the block where they're they're looking for, you know, people that have doorbell cameras and, and cameras around their, their homes or their businesses to help share that footage with the police. So, uh, yeah, Billings obviously having their share of crime and so is Missoula and, uh, you know, with the homeless population there in particular. Um, yes, I, I think that that's a, a really good idea. You know, there was there was a time I would go, well, gee whiz, you have you know, government spying on the people and stuff, but, and and I suppose that still stands as a, you know, a, a threat, but holy cow, I have heard so many reports of, of, of criminals being caught because of people's uh, door cameras uh, or street, you know, other cameras posted around businesses and stuff, and, and, 
people can, well, I know that the police often go to a business and ask to see their video because then they can, you know, identify, you know, who caused damage to a vehicle or stole stole a vehicle or, you know, making their escape or whatever. And, and I know that it's been very, very useful. So I think this is a great idea. And um, people just, uh, they give direction. You just go to the police website and you can sign up and say, yeah, if you need to uh, look at my video, I'm willing to I'll let be your you do eyes so. on, I'll be your eyes on the block. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've got a, sto- a story about it on our Montana Talks website as well. Uh, all right. Well, Evelyn, if you can, uh, stand by. I know you've got some, uh, some more business news to share as well. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. There's tornado damage in Kansas and Oklahoma and reports of at least a dozen people injured in Norman, Oklahoma. All of these cars on this block seem to have just been pushed by this wind. All of those windows busted out. Homes are missing windows, roofs, even a few missing their entire garages. Oklahoma is used to getting these tornadoes around 3, 4, 5 o'clock when it's still sunny outside, so you couldn't even see this thing coming. Fox 25, Oklahoma City's Jamison Keevover in Norman. In South Carolina, Alec Murdaugh's defense team is expected to rest its case by this afternoon. Closing arguments could begin as early as Wednesday. Murdoch is accused of killing his wife Maggie and son Paul in June of 2021. He testified last Thursday and Friday for 10 hours, admitting for the first time that he had lied to investigators, friends, and family about where he was the night of the murders. Fox's Tanya J. Powers, America's listening to Fox News. All right, we've got the phone lines open for you as well. If you want to jump in on the conversation or you got something you want to talk about, 406-294-0970. Uh, a few more minutes here with Evelyn Pyburn. Thankfully, she's able to stick around with us uh, for a, a few more minutes here. But, uh, yeah, encourage you to not only sign up for the Big Sky Business Journal Hot Sheet, but also check out the print edition of the Hot Sheet as well. Uh, all, there's always a great summary, almost a full page of business news tidbits and updates from all across the state in the print edition. What are, what's some of the latest uh, business news that's uh, catching your eye, Evelyn? Well, there's a lot of things happening in buildings that are, you know, positive with new businesses opening. I'm sure everybody has heard about uh, Albertsons opening a new store out on Grand and 54th Street. It's their seventh store in Billings. And while I haven't gotten out there, I hear from all reports that there's a lot of interesting new things that they've brought to Billings. So, um, yeah, it's know, a really nice, really nice store. Uh, yeah, for our, our friends in the in the Bozeman area, this is like uh, the the far far west end of of Billings that that quickly will be Midtown, given the growth that's uh, that's going on. Uh, New Albertsons location out there, which is uh, you know you know which is huge for for people that live way out in you know uh, Copper Ridge and Ironwood and out past out by Ben Steele Middle School, for example. And yeah, I popped out there and uh, and uh, it's a really nice store. A very big wine wine selection too support all the uh, the book clubs i guess on the west end too <laughs> right <laughs> well and, and, and it's amazing i mean I, I think if you don't go drive out there all the time you don't realize you know the, the population center that is growing and um you know i've heard people talk they feel like they're coming from out of town but they're when they go shopping or whatever but they're really they're you know part of the city and and uh so i'm sure this is a welcome a welcome addition to their neighborhood. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a really, really nice location. Uh, they did a, they did a good job with it. A good selection as well. And uh, although I, you know, I, I went there with my daughter after her uh, cheerleading practice, and so it, we went on a little bit of a, a little bit of a shopping spree. I was like, man, I came for two things, and uh, you know, when you got your little girl with you, it's a little hard to say no uh, when you go down certain uh, sections of the grocery store. If it was the boys, they'd be like, nah, suck it up, kids. Go get a go mow some lawns, <laughs> mow some lawns if you want some candy. What are you talking to okay, me for? So- <laughs> She's got you wrapped around her finger, huh? Well, you know, you know. No, they all do. They're all good kids. But uh, all right, Evelyn Pyburn, always a pleasure. Uh, oh, speaking of kids, your son Reed is uh, it bought the Squire Lounge and is going to be remodeling the Squire Lounge. Going to be kind of a fancy joint here pretty soon. Yes, they finished remodeling the lounge and they're offering what they call topless tacos, and and uh, it's they're going to offer these all 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 during the hours that they're open and it's a it's kind of a taco bar and Ah. you can get chicken or beef uh, tacos and go through this bar of garnishes i'm glad you specified that it would be the food that would be topless because i I don't want john jackson (laughs) talking about this on tuesday all right evelyn piper and always a pleasure thanks for your time check out the big sky business journal hot sheet for more this is the montana economic minute Working hard or hardly working? It's always been a tired joke, but there's a bit more substance to it these days as workers are so hard to find. Recent research makes it clear that it's not always finding workers that makes things difficult for employers. It can be also difficult getting enough hours out of the ones you have. The simple arithmetic of labor supply, which says that total labor hours equals the number of workers times the number of hours each works, yields a more nuanced description of the current state of the labor market. Some groups of people, most notably educated men, have cut back their hours significantly since 2019. Men who have been working very long hours and earning the most have cut back the most. It appears to be a voluntary outcome, especially since there's so many employers screaming for more employees. And it helps explain why the focus on workers dropping out of the labor market altogether, the so-called great resignation, is only part of the labor market story. I'm Patrick Barkey. Brought to you by the University of Montana Bureau of Business and Economic Research. Oh, there, please keep out of reach of children. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, I'm sure when we were uh, sharing some of those population predictions, a lot of people were probably sitting back thinking, oh, I, I know it might be good news for the economy here in Montana, but that is not good news. We do not need, uh, you know, Montana is full. We do not need a whole bunch of more people piling into Montana. Even if the uh, the post-pandemic uh, refugees uh, are, are good folks, uh, you know, it was, the, uh, it was the crazy liberals that were piling into Missoula and Gallatin counties uh, pre-pandemic and then post-pandemic you really had these people who were trying to flee they were they were seeking freedom they were they were fleeing to the the free states of America states like Texas Florida and Montana, uh, but yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there was a few of you. We had a caller, uh, Kelly in Bozeman. I was going to try to get to Kelly on the phone lines, but uh, we lost Kelly. Uh, Kelly's phone call. But uh, I, I suspected uh, Kelly was going to say something about people moving into Montana, and I suspected it was going to be one of those, "Hey, we do not need more people moving into Montana" type of phone calls. Uh, phone lines are open for you. Four zero six two nine four zero nine seventy. We've also been talking about this uh, fentanyl 
invasion. And uh, Governor Greg Gianforte sharing some of the numbers uh, that Attorney General Austin Knutson released last week. Seizure, uh, fentanyl seizures here in Montana up 11,000% since the year 2019. And the governor also pointing out that the fentanyl invasion in Montana is a direct result of our wide open southern border uh let's see uh, but but on that topic we are going to have uh, we got the phone lines open for you right now and then coming up at some point in the eight o'clock hour maybe at the top of the eight o'clock hour we're going to have uh, representative courtney sprunger uh she is a freshman legislator out of kalispell and she has a bill that would uh, crack down on fentanyl traffickers here in Montana. This is House Bill 791. Uh, The Attorney General's office uh, touting this as the first bill of the session that seeks to tackle the rising tide of fentanyl flowing into Montana. Teaming up with Montana Attorney General Austin Knutson, Representative Sprunger is seeking a mandatory minimum sentence of two years jail time, a $50,000 fine, or both for anyone convicted of trafficking fentanyl in the state of Montana. Uh, now, my take is I I always appreciate it when they attach mandatory minimums uh, to some of these types of crimes, because otherwise, w- what happens? See, the liberal judges, though, they, they hate mandatory minimum sentences. Hate them. They hate them. See, because the liberal judges, they want to let these criminals back out on the streets sooner. They want to put them back out on the streets faster. That's what's happened in Billings. It's what's happened in Missoula. Sometimes it's a combination of the two where you have a liberal judge in Missoula that uh, puts the criminals back out on the streets. But she does such a nice thing. She sends them to to Billings. Isn't that nice of that liberal judge in, in Missoula? By the way, the same liberal judge that got appointed to the bench by former Democrat Governor Steve Bullock. And then she's the one that puts these criminals back out onto the streets early and says, oh, by the way, Here's your bus pass to Billings. And then that same criminal stabs four people inside of a downtown restaurant. And local law enforcement will tell you behind the scenes, yeah, that guy should have never been out on the streets in the first place. But they dumped him right into Billings, Montana from Missoula. Thanks to those liberal judges. So that's why I like when they have these uh, uh, mandatory minimum sentences. We we oftentimes will have them in the federal courts, which is why, uh, you know, you talk with a lot of prosecutors and and what they'll try to do is rack and stack various charges and compile them all together so that then maybe they can either, A, put these people behind bars longer if they are going to stay in the Montana prison system or better yet, throw them in a federal system uh, under a mandatory minimum sentence where the liberal judges have their hands tied and have to do the mandatory minimum sentence. Uh, Anyway, we'll talk more with the Kalispell Representative Courtney Sprunger coming up uh, in the 8 o'clock hour of the show. Oh, Jeff Lasloffy is going to join us uh, in the 9 o'clock hour as well. He says he's got a very important uh, piece of legislation that he wants to talk about and share with our listeners. In fact, let let me look back on the message from uh, Jeff Lasloffy. He said, uh, let's see, what is the big bill that's coming up? Okay, uh, Jeff Lasloffy from the Montana Family Foundation told me this. He says, we have one of the biggest bills of the session coming up Monday afternoon, Senate Bill 458. We are going to define the term sex in the entire Montana code. It will stop the other side from conflating gender and sex. 
This is going to be a huge hearing and a huge catfight, and I'm wondering if you'd be willing to talk about the bill and have people call the Capitol, urging members of the Senate to vote yes on the bill. Again, that bill is Senate Bill 458. Now, why is it important that that we clarify the difference between the term sex and the term gender. Why, why, does, why do both of those definitions matter? Uh, well, we'll talk about that in a second here, but I think it actually comes up here in Jeff Lasloffy's uh, daily legislative update. Here's his latest uh, update for us. Time now for a legislative update brought to you by the Montana Family Foundation. Here's President of the Montana Family Foundation and former Speaker Pro Tem of the Montana House of Representatives, Jeff Laszlozzi. A couple of times each session, we have an all-hands-on-deck moment when an extremely important bill needs your help to get it across the finish line. Today is one of those days, so please grab a paper and pencil for some important details. And remember, if you're driving, you can always go to our website at montanafamily.org to get the details there. So, here we are in the final week before the start of the mid-session transmittal break, and things are crazy. Today, we'll testify on six bills in a single day, and the most important is Senate Bill 458, a bill to define the terms male, female, and sex in the Montana Code. It all began last session when the legislature passed Senate Bill 280, a bill that stopped transgenders from simply declaring a new sex and retroactively changing the sex on their birth certificates. Judge Moses of Billings struck down the law and in so doing conflated the words sex and gender. In one part of his decision, he says individuals are being prevented from amending their birth certificates to accurately reflect their gender. And in another part, he talks about amending their birth certificates to accurately reflect sex. Sex and gender used to mean the same thing and the terms were used synonymously, but that's no longer the case. If you Google are sex and gender the same thing, nearly all of the results say no. Sex is binary and immutable. That means either male or female and it cannot change, which makes sense. No matter how many surgeries one undergoes or how many hormone shots they take, they cannot change the makeup of their chromosomes. Gender, on the other hand, is a social construct. Describe how someone identifies on a scale from male to female with an infinite number of choices along the way. This presents a problem in those sections of the code that are based on sex. Many boards by law are made up of a certain number of male and female appointees. If you appoint a male and someone who identifies as a female but is really a male, then in reality you've just appointed two males and females are left without a seat at the table. And we all know the problems with men competing as women in women's sports. In those competitions, women are permanently relegated to second place. And it all stems from the confusion that arises when we use the terms sex and gender interchangeably. Senate Bill 458 would put a stop to that and bring clarity to the law, and the left is understandably spun up. If this passes, they will lose the ability to operate in the gray area, which is one of their greatest advantages. During her confirmation hearing for Supreme Court Justice, Katanji Brown-Jackson took heat for refusing to define the term female. But she was actually right, because in her next sentence, she said it was the role of the judiciary to interpret the law, not make up definitions. That's the job of the legislative branch, and it is in this case as well. The hearing on Senate Bill 458 is this afternoon, Monday, at 3 p.m. in the Senate Public Health Committee, where we're fairly certain it will pass. The big challenge comes on Wednesday or Thursday when this bill hits the floor. We're asking everyone to call the Republican senators and ask them to vote yes on Senate Bill 458. You can leave messages for up to 10 senators with one phone call. Since there are 32 Republican senators, just 
three calls would reach nearly all the Republicans. And please do not email. Emails get lost in their inboxes. All right. And uh, anyway, we'll have more uh, from that report uh, from Jeff Lasloffy with the Montana Family Foundation coming up after the break. Plus, he's going to join us live later on in the nine o'clock hour of the show. Uh, Another phone call you need to make. If this is something that's been weighing on you for quite some time, if you've been listening to this show for a while now and you've been thinking, God, I I, I keep hearing uh, how much success Aaron has had with this program. I've heard all of the other listeners who've had success with this program. If, If you're somebody who has been looking to lose the weight, you know, it's just been something that's been, you know, dragging you down for a long time now. If you're ready uh, to make that call, you know who to call. Billings Last Diet. Billings Last Diet is the, an ideal protein-based program. I lost 33 pounds in under three months. I've kept it off four years later. We've got listeners that have lost over 100 pounds. This program works. You can make that call today, 294-6751, or check out BillingsLastDiet.com. Fox News commentary. One of the random jury members selected to help Georgia prosecutors investigate Trump has gone public and it's cringeworthy. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. Stay on top of the latest forecast with America's weather team in the palm of your hands. Here's the latest from America's Weather Center. It's Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day. Five inches of rain by tomorrow. Temperatures being 30 degrees above average. Put the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com. The Fulton County District Attorney has been working to find something, anything to use to indict and prosecute our former president for trying to overturn the 2020 election. And she's had the help of grand jury foreman Emily Kors. Now, in this rare and completely inappropriate press tour, she can be seen and heard salivating over the possibility of ruining Donald Trump. Thus far, she's done interviews with The New York Times, NBC News, The Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and CNN. Emily Kors is a 30-year-old woman who describes herself as between customer service jobs. She didn't vote in the 2020 presidential election. And while there are a few intellectual qualifications to serve on a grand jury, I'm pretty sure you have to be impartial and this woman is anything but. And legal minds and mainstream media hacks wonder why conservatives feel there is a two-tier justice system rigged and stacked against us. Well, crap like this doesn't convince us otherwise. I'm Tommy Laren. Casting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios. Trusted by the Northwest. Montana owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, so before the uh, last uh, Fox News commentary break that we had for you here, I played the uh, latest uh, legislative update from Jeff Lasloffy with the Montana Family Foundation. He was talking about the importance of, of having you contact your state lawmakers in Helena today at the Capitol, uh, specifically regarding this legislation uh, to define basically sex and gender. And why is that so important? Now, uh, obviously... Uh, the, the reason why this is is important, particularly, I think the easiest example is sports and the opportunities for women's sports, the opportunities for girls' sports. You, you remember this whole battle over birth certificates. You have that liberal judge in Yellowstone County, liberal judge uh, Moses, uh, the radical leftist who abuses his power in the in the county courthouse, and. And he, he basically said, no, 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 no. We're, we're going to allow people to change their birth certificates to decide what they want their, their gender or their sex to be. 
And and the point that Jeff Lasloff, he made is, look, look, you can get all the surgery you want. You can chop off all the body parts you want to chop off, but your DNA will still show whether you are male or female. And so so why why does it matter if they properly define sex or, or gender? Why why is that so important? Well, think about it. If if we have a bill that protects girls' sports or women's sports so that your daughter has an opportunity to play sports and to win uh, the, the, the sporting event without some biological male coming in and, and uh, blowing away the competition like we've seen in some of these track events, not just elsewhere across the country, but even in the Big Sky Conference here in Montana. Why does that matter? Because, well, they'll say, well, yeah, it's, it's girls sports, and, but this is a girl. This is a woman. Their birth certificate even says so. So if you can't lie on a birth certificate, then you can't steal sports opportunities away from girls and from women. That's why uh, this matters. Anyway, here's the phone number that Jeff Lasloffy has to share as well. The number to call is 444-4800. That's 444-4800. And ask them to vote yes on the bill to define male and female. That's 444-4800. Please call today. All right. And not only can you leave a message for your individual lawmaker, but what they will do is they will then they will take that message. They will print it up and deliver the message uh, to your lawmakers in the state legislature as well. So that's uh, one of the good benefits of of contacting the state capitol in Helena. Uh, It's also a a great reason uh, to download our Montana Talks app on your smartphone as well, because if you send me an email, I I try to see it. I might get get to it, but it might not be till later today, especially as we get, get to yapping with listeners all across the state. But if you send us a message on our Montana Talks app, or if you call into the, the studio phone lines, obviously we'll get a chance to catch up with you too. Nine four zero nine seventy. But if you message us on our Montana Talks app, our producer Travis will print your message up so that we've got it sitting right in front of us and then ready to share on air across Montana. Uh, let's see, Representative Courtney Sprunger at a Kalispell coming up at the uh, at some point in the eight o'clock hour, possibly at the start of the eight o'clock hour. Depends on uh, how crazy the legislative schedule is here uh, this morning. We'll also have plenty of time to sneak in your phone calls here over the course of the next uh, two hours as well. Uh, so definitely give us a ring if you got something you want to talk about. Uh, you know, Evelyn Pyburn, she was talking about all of the growth uh, that is taking place, not just in Montana, but particularly on the uh, on the on the Billings West End. You know, we were talking about uh, the new grocery store out on the far west end of Billings. And uh, here's the deal. If you live if you live out that direction, it, it was a long way to go to buy groceries. It was a long way to go to get anything, uh, right? Stuff is slowly moving your direction. But here's the thing. If you need to pick up your prescriptions, well, why why have the long drive? When, when Farm 406, if you live in the Billings, Laurel, or Lockwood area, Farm 406 will drive your prescriptions to you, even if you live on the far west end of town, or uh, East Laurel, as I like to refer to it sometimes. Uh, yeah, East Laurel. Main Laurel, uh, you live in Laurel, they will deliver your prescriptions to you as well. Or you can get them in the mail, and they'll show up already organized by day and by time of day. Farm406.com, they can uh, ship, uh, by the way, they can mail medications all across the state of Montana. So uh, we know we got a listeners, a lot of listeners listening on the app right now, or, you know, a lot of folks listening across the Gallatin Valley, across uh, the, the Billings area as well. So check them out, farm406.com. Or for those of you in Billings, check them out, 30. 8th and Grand. Aaron Brockovich showed up in East Palestine, Ohio. 
well, after Donald Trump did, of course. But anyway, what she had to say was very interesting. I'll share that in the next hour.